crash site would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we create, the Yuggera and Turrbal peoples. We also pay our respects to elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's land. Welcome back to the show. It's the Crash Creative Podcast, and you are here with Zane, Tarek, and Zed. Hello. Hi. <laughs> it is Thursday, the 24th of February today. It is raining outside, or as Tarek called it, a monkey's wedding. A monkey's wedding. That's when it both rains and is sunny at the same time. And this is coming from the very qualified source of my grandmother. So... You can you can fact check her on that one. Passing down the knowledge through the generations. Yeah, yeah, it's generational knowledge. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking of monkeys' weddings, I feel like today's episode is a monkeys' wedding. In fact, at the end of today's episode, we will be marrying two monkeys. <laughs> um, Zane has got all I'm of the monkey. relevant qualifications. I'm yeah. monkey, and he's also part monkey. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's an ordained monkey. Yep. <laughs> practicing uh, my monkey wedding celebrant. Uh, skills for yeah. over 50 um, monkey years 50 now. monkey years yeah actually last is... night um, we sort of did a practice ceremony between me um, and and another monkey yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, that monkey will not be yeah, named yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he shall not be named it's all confidential every <laughs> monkey wedding is every, a... it's one of the rules of being a, a monkey celebrant is that uh, you shall never name any monkey that is being married. Yes. Oh. Um, but here's the thing about monkeys. Correct. Yeah. Talking about segues is monkeys sort of thrive in communities. Mm. Uh, <laughs> just like <laughs> human beings. And that brings us to today's topic, which is all about community building. Mm-hmm. It's all about collectives. Mm-hmm. It's about actually draws from some of what we're talking about in last week's episode around coffee houses mm. and these yes. spaces for communities to come together. Yeah. Um, one of the things we've been reading this week, and if you were part of our Discord community, um, which is the Crash Creative community, if you're a part of that, you would have seen some of the articles that we've been reading this week. But this week we came across an idea um, which has been brought up in a few different online communities and dates back to the beginning of, of human history, though it's only recently been named. Um, and it's this idea of seniors. And so Brian Eno, who's the inventor of ambient music, he coined this term senius to describe the intelligence and the intuition of a whole cultural scene. It is the communal form of the concept of the genius. Mm. So fundamentally, what senius is, is this idea of a collective genius, the way in which a community creates Mm. its own collective form of genius the way that a community empowers, ignites, and inspires one another um, and and creates sort of a cultural sphere around them. Mm. Now, throughout history, uh, there's been a lot of different seniuses that have developed. 
Um, we were talking about coffee houses last week. Yep. That was sort of like a key point where mm. you'd have communities actually building in these coffee houses. Yeah. Um, there was yes, actually it's the idea of like a hub where people will come together informally yes. to discuss ideas, share and, info. Yeah. And from all the articles we were reading this week, it's that's a very integral part of where seniors can be derived from is not only... Uh, face-to-face settings but also looking forward into the modern era Mm. online settings Mm. to cultivate these informal um, spaces where people can connect and challenge each other Mm -hmm. and talk about talk about risky subjects um, without any without any risk of um, being muted you know like being silenced about it so yet like these really open spaces to discuss Mm. ideas Mm. well i think i think exactly off of that it's about building a space for intellectual curiosity yeah or intellectual and artistic creative curiosity as well you know uh i think there's some great examples of seniors um in in our modern era we look at places like silicon valley Mm. you know this is a this is an area within um sort of the san francisco bay area where all of these tech startups have sort of blossomed it's become this this center point of of tech in the world like Mm. we consider it to be you know the places where places like apple microsoft um facebook all of these all of these big companies google are existing around one Mm. another they're creating a space for innovation Mm. a space to push one another to challenge one another and to have these broader conversations about the future about the past and what they're trying to do in the present and you know i think in looking at something like this if we know that that's sort of like a pillar of what seniors is in the same way that something like the renaissance was also mm. an era of this mm. where we had these artists that were almost competing within their own inner circles with one another competition driving them these conversations they're having with one another were pushing this this movement that was the renaissance yeah but all of it starts right back at the beginning at something quite simple and, th- and that's a community mm. and you know a community fundamentally is a group of people that live in the same place or have a particular characteristic in common you know a feeling of fellowship with others um common attitudes mm. interests and goals you know like mm. little things like a sports team saying you play volleyball you're in yep. a bunch of bands you yep. know like in a way that's a community mm. um same with you know a church group, you know, affinity groups, even just like West End. One. Yeah, West End, like, yeah, yeah like, West End is 100% literally. like its own little community. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. micro communities that operate oh, yeah. within yeah. them, yeah. right? And and so that's sort of this base level mm. of this, is this idea of like like minded individuals. Yeah. And so, on a very base level, we have a lot of them in our society. But unfortunately, I think this is one of the things we we're touching on last week is there wasn't, well, right now it feels like there's a lot of communities, but there isn't a lot of these sort of like micro seniuses that are developing out of them. Mm. Spaces where these communities can merge and there is a real sense of, of um, I guess, like mm. heightened investment into one another, into the advancement of the individual and the community as one. Um, be- Can I pause yeah. there? Just, you said spaces. I think that's like quite important to acknowledge. There's a lot of these examples of seniors in the past that these articles identify are like centered around a space. Yeah. A venue where people actually came to meet. Yeah. Whereas we're looking forward, it's actually pondering whether this space can be virtual as well. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or figuring out what that balance is between virtual spaces mm. and real life spaces, because as a inherent part of human nature, sometimes we do need that face to face contact mm. to be able to develop those deep interpersonal relationships mm -hmm. and feel comfortable to truly share your ideas on this other level or mm -hmm. are we adapting to mm -hmm. be able to do that online it's like yeah it's it's one of those ever changing questions well i think also we're at a point in time where it's not like they're not mutually exclusive mm. is what happens in in the real world you know irl is doesn't have to be separated from what happens digitally no. you know we're, we're in a world now where you know, over the past two years, we've had to lean into digital mm. as artists, as creators, as community builders. Everyone has had to look as businesses like we've had to look at how do we operate in a digital space. Mm. And so there are opportunities there, you know, like there's the ability to connect with people all around the world. No longer space is no longer a defining factor of what a community or eventually a senior needs to be. Mm. But you lack, I guess, that intimacy, that deeper connection that you get when you are in the same place. Mm. But, you know, they can, they can coincide. You can match a digital community with a physical community as well, I think. Mm. Mm. And so, like, I guess then when we are looking at something like that, um, you start off, you know, with this idea of a community, mm. right? So it's this sort of like, everyone sort of shares some kind of common attribute, right? But then the question fundamentally comes down to is like, what then helps transform that into seniors? Yeah. Something that is actually working towards more of a culture around it. You know, like Brian Eno, when he, when he sort of defined it, was talking about this idea of it's a communal genius. So there has to be some kind of interaction that's more than just we show up for um, a rehearsal or we show up for for church or something like that. There has to be something more. Um, I mean, I'm interested, you know, before we sort of look directly at these articles, what do you think, how, how would you explain sort of what makes Seniors a different type of community than just sort of what we're used to seeing? I think there's something there about this, almost a heightened level discussion. Yeah. It's not just sitting on the very baseline of a common interaction. You're, you're, you're open-minded to like sharing knowledge or, or thoughts that you wouldn't otherwise bring up. And there's some level of maybe vulnerability there or intimacy, like that you could not survive without this group because this is where you filter through all these thoughts that doesn't feel right to bring up in common conversation. Yeah, potentially. I think, and for me, I think it's also that transition between just having a community where you're talking to them about things, mm. but an action in community and people who are going to help you innovate. And uh, touching on what you were starting before, that uh, culture of friendly competitiveness, you know, and being able to like have that relationship where you are pushing each other mm. because your goals are similar. So. From my outside understanding, I feel like a seniors community has to have that level of innovation as well and um, goal setting. Yeah. I think like of both of what you're saying, fundamentally, like I think what it comes down to is trust, mm. right? Is you can have these broader social communities, some of them that are put on us and some of those that we chase out. Mm. But what 
the way to actually curate a culture behind mm. this is an ability to trust the, the other human beings and not just connect with them because we are in the same place mm. or we're interested in the same thing, but because we value each other's input as diverse human beings. Um, it, it makes me think of a quote by Anna Gatt, and Anna Gatt runs this uh, sort of website and this online system um, called Interintellect, I think it's called, mm-hmm. um, or interintellectual, um, I think is what it is. And it's, it's about uh, basically taking this idea of a salon or a coffee house and making it available to more people and building mm-hmm. communities around the world off of this philosophy. And she says, we are people, complex and capable of unexpected greatness. And I think fundamentally what Senius is, is the recognition that we are all people Mm. with diverse experiences, with diverse perspectives and with differing opinions. And that actually enables our greatness, both individually and collectively, because we can come to a space and we can trust one another to share how we feel honestly, Mm. to share our ideas, to get feedback on things. Mm. Um, you know, like I think part of it too is, is the ability to like show a piece of work, be vulnerable. It, you know, if you're an artist, when you're sharing work, it's vulnerable, mm. it's intimate. And if you're actually asking for feedback, you want to be able to trust that group. You want to trust that they're going to see it. They're going to, you know, give you accurate and honest feedback that you mm. can take and work with. And that in turn, you're going to be inspiring them to push the boundaries for themselves as well. It's yeah. that mutually beneficial relationship that, that is built in a trust and a recognition of your shared humanity. Mm. Which is Sonder too, right? Yeah, <laughs> literally. It's almost extending on that word. Yeah. yeah. Sonder yeah. to seniors. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know too much about Latin roots, but it seems there may be some sort of origins that we're, mm. we're pulling from in, in the same sort of language mm-hmm. that all of these ideas have pulled from because they do track all the way back to the Greeks and, yeah. and you know, all of them, you know, like Senius yeah. was a part of these early Greek philosophers mm-hmm. that come together and they build communities around their ideas because it is through communities that you can actually attack ideas too. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you actually need to like mm-hmm. bring something to the table and have someone tear it apart. And that's good. That's valuable. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you also need that. I think diversity is also a key point within Senius as well, because for true innovation, you need the different perspectives. And a lot of the examples that we've been reading about within uh, Senius groups, whether it's community movements, cultural movements, um, they they rely on they rely on being formed by these like rebels and outcasts and people who don't fit into the norm, who have all of these different perspectives and then melding them together. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And, and I mean, if we look at it, if we fundamentally look at some of the maybe negative things that have come out in this rise of technology with the separation that's been caused because of all of the global events of the past few years, mm. is we've, we've developed a little bit of a closed off perspective to other human beings. Yeah. You know, like it was actually really interesting. Yeah. I was at dinner the other night um, and someone I was at dinner with was saying that they, when they walk places, they actively avoid any strangers. Wow. And that they will look away and their partner likes someone had uh, sort of like was asking their partner something and they were like, what are you doing? Like, don't talk to a stranger, you know, yeah, like, yeah, and like yeah. it was so embedded, you know, and they're, they're a young adult, but like it's embedded in them. Like 
this fear of other people or this this separation from strangers mm. and i think that is actually a really dangerous methodology to live by yeah because it actually doesn't open you up to you know once again these diverse experiences mm. it doesn't allow you to also challenge yourself mm. you know and in the same way i think we see it a little bit with this with where i guess the intellectual and the the social world kind of sit right now too with mm. this in- internalized censorship we have around perspectives yeah. of needing to say the right thing mm. needing to communicate in a very specific way based on some social norms and social rules that we're enforcing on one another mm. yeah and that is actually you know although a lot of it comes from the right place it's actually quite dangerous because it doesn't allow us to interrogate one another mm. it also doesn't allow us to recognize each other's differences yeah you it's know? almost like you've got to ignore everyone's differences although like what if you say the wrong thing about them yeah it, it limits exploration within mm. relationships with other people because you're not you don't want to take that risk and then immediately be viewed as like this person who's running around saying and doing the wrong thing mm. it's just yeah it, it's so complicated can I just also bring in another perspective? Like, sure, there's a health benefit to wearing masks in the coronavirus, but also I struggle to communicate with people mm. with a mask over my face mm. and a mask over their face. I think mm. there's so many social cues that you can miss through that. And I'm so excited for March 4th <laughs> so that I can, yeah, yeah. More, with more ease, communicate to people. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to hear someone else's perspective as a young adult being brought up where you know actually leaving high school where you're used to this community right it might not be the right community for you but then you're going out exploring the world and then yeah there's this like shut off sort of perspective yeah i wonder that that would be really hard to sort of in a world like this in Mm. a catastrophe or a crisis Mm. to try to deal with that i can't Mm. imagine Mm. yeah well i think in a in a weird way too i think we're taught to fear difference a little bit Mm. and i think we've seen that throughout history you know in in a lot of different perspectives but especially now there is when everything feels like it's politicized when the new like social media and the news cycles are built on feeding us um outrage Mm. they're built on trying to sort of like trigger certain emotions and get us worked up about things Mm. that it's very easy to project onto other people to take one perspective and kind of draw some very clear lines of right and wrong yeah you know and i think that you know once again like absolutely you can't have judgment on any of that it's like the way our society operates but it does become dangerous it's like um i remember having a conversation with a really good friend of mine when i was back over in us at college and in one of his political classes i can't remember if i've spoken about it with you guys one of his political classes, the professor asked, he said, um, how many people here, raise your hand if you believe that you can openly say what you think in this classroom? Mm. No one raised their hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, that is censorship. Censorship is not when a government or an authority figure forces speech upon you or sets parameters for how you can express yourself. It's when you the social group enforce it on one another. Mm. Mm. And, and I think a, a little bit what, what Senius is pushing towards, you know, our ability to really push our potential as individuals and as a collective community relies on us being able to communicate open and honestly. Mm. 
Mm. You know, without the fear of messing up, the fear of failure, but trusting that if we do mess up, we have a supportive environment to to guide us, to work together, mm. to develop as a community, to become mm. better, to be better, to learn from one another and to learn from our differences. Yeah. And with that, when there is triumph, you're sharing that experience as well. So it's boosting each other's energy to, to do more as well. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Well, let's run with that idea mm. a little bit, right? Is um, it, it makes me think a lot of the four-minute mile. Um, mm-hmm. I, Roger Bannister was the mm-hmm. first man to run the four minute mile. And before that, it was like, it was considered that no one, no one could run a four minute mile. Mm-hmm. And then, and so it was just set for years. It could never happen. And then one day Roger Bannister breaks the four minute mile. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I think it was like within a month, like hundreds of other people had now broken the four minute mile. Yeah. So something that mm-hmm. had not been possible for human history before that, all it took was one person to show yeah. people it was possible. Yeah. You know, pave the way to pave the way, you know, and, you know, there's so many examples of that, you know, throughout history, throughout, you know, social justice movements, you know, like, like the symbolism of, I was reading something about Rosa Parks recently, yeah. you know, like, like, and, and she was, uh, it was like a quote that she was talking about. She was like, she was like, some people say that I was, uh, forgive me for possibly messing up this quote, but paraphrasing yeah i'm paraphrasing um you know some people say that i was tired and that's why i didn't stand up she was like no i was tired of giving in yeah you know and it's this act of resistance that that you know one individual took that was able to inspire all of these other people to stand up and not give in yeah you know but and also i guess bringing it back to like the idea of seniors and how that community is built is that if when you have that outside adversity that people can gather behind and find common ground within, then you, the space that is created is just so safe and so trustful. And even in the, um, even with the example of Rosa Parks, it's like the civil rights movement wasn't just spurred by one person sitting down or a bus or five people sitting down in a cafe or one man making a speech. These people were presented with a common goal and a common struggle and they came together and they rallied and they supported each other and they trusted each other. And then, of course, symbolisms came out of that and spokespeople came out of that. But the entire whole, the entire group, the entire community supported each other and challenged each other to push further. Yeah. Mm. Can I ask, this is what I was thinking about, when you're involved in seniors, in a group of seniors, I'm not sure how to use the word yet, it's still <laughs> a new word to me, um, is it like, are you aware of it? Is, it? is it totally obvious at the time or can it be so informal and so unexpected that maybe you're not sure that's that it's happening? Such, yeah, that's such an interesting perspective. I feel like from what I understand at mm. the moment, I feel like it's active participation, mm. you know, like I feel like you're, you're actively being a part of a community and a group and you're going out of your way to present that to the outside world of that community as well. Mm. So I'm, I'm sure you could just like be a part of a senior group and not be as much of an active player as other people maybe. And that might feel very natural and stuff, but I do feel like there is a certain amount of willfulness mm. within it. And there's a core yeah. group, I guess, as well. I was looking at, you know, the Inkling group 
yes. with all the mm. writers of the yeah. Times. Yeah, yeah. Looked at the Wikipedia page and it had all the list of members and then it had like something like guests as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there would definitely be people who yeah. float in and out yeah. of seniors groups, right? Like and they you, know it's yeah, you know, exactly. It yeah. Do you want to just provide a little bit of context on the inkling group? Uh, no, no, I don't <laughs> have sufficient. Okay. <laughs> Fundamental, uh, just just for listeners, if you haven't heard about it, you can look it up. It's pretty easy. But basically, it was it was a group of writers that I think primarily were coming out of um, a, a specific area in the UK in um, Scotland. And Scotland was it? There was multiple. I feel like or was yeah. it Scotland individually? I'm pretty sure that it was like based in Scotland. Okay, yeah. but so it's where sort of like um, the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, like all of these big sort of projects were were developed out of. Mm. Um, and it was a writers group that would kind yeah. of go to this like local inn, um, and they would. It was called the Eagle and the Child Pub. Yeah. Um, is where it started. And they'd go to this pub and they'd share their writing and they'd reflect on it. Um, and yeah, so it t- tied in with Oxford College. Um, so there was sort of, it came out of this college community and then it sort of built and developed. Mm. But in that sense, it's like, for them, I don't think they would say, oh yeah, this is seniors, mm. right? It's 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 what what I think this word is trying to do is give language to a phenomenon. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's trying to capture... Um, an experience that occurs mm. and you can't force it. Mm. It can't be manifested or created. It's yeah. something that occurs when the right ingredients naturally start to build upon one another. Mm. When you develop a trust and a creative, I guess, energy within it, within a group mm. um, and when a community starts to evolve. But I don't think in the moment you can go yes we're building seniors oh no yeah, you know, no, yeah. You know yeah. like it's it's something that <laughs> you know like naturally is going to evolve yeah. um but you can't unless force your group it. was called seniors <laughs> yeah 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 and yeah, you yeah. knew about the word seniors <laughs> yeah yeah phenomenon and, and you what, were actively yeah and what you guys were lobbying was like the implementation of seniors <laughs> globally and you forced it you, you created an autocracy and you and you forced it this is seniors <laughs> Can I um, quote one of the, my favorite quotes from yeah. one of those articles? I forget which one it was. It wasn't the Kevin Kelly one. I didn't catch the name of the author, but we'll link both these articles so you can do some further reading if you're interested in the topic. Oh, it's all on our Discord. Yeah, Just come check out our Discord. Discord. It's in our Discord. <laughs> come to our Discord. We'll link our Discord. Yeah. When it pops up, don't crush it. When it starts rolling, don't formalize it. When it sparks, fan it. Yeah. And it captures the essence of seniors quite well. It does. It does. I think. I think, fundamentally, what it is is also it's a relinquishing of control. Mm. You know, I think there's a lot. I mean, it's interesting. We've been talking a lot this week about Web three and what's happening in sort of the NFT and crypto blockchain sort of space, and mm. that we we're seeing that there's a lot of movement there. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of creatives that are really looking to the future of what. Web3 is going to enable for creators, creative communities, and for bringing people together. Um, But one of the things I think you see a lot of is you also see a lot of these sort of forced communities. Mm -hmm. You see this idea of like forcing an idea or an ideology, sometimes for financial gains, sometimes Mm -hmm. for social clout, you know, like these Mm -hmm. things can be forced. Mm -hmm. But fundamentally, what makes 
what makes something true, what makes something actually valuable mm -hmm. is when you have aspirations for something like Seniors, but you're willing to let it all go, to be present, to listen, to trust, and to welcome people in. Yes. You know, it's, it's an ethos. It is, it is sort of the, the underpinnings of a community rather than an objective, you know, like a, or a set point that you go, you tick the box. You can't <laughs> yeah, go, have yeah, we yeah, reached yeah, seniors? Yeah, yeah. It's not a goal. No, because it is about the people, right? At the end, yeah. it's about the, the community that yeah. it, it exists. Yeah. And that's what, that's what always can potentially happen within community building or mm. even non, but like a lot of the time when I think about uh, community building my mind often goes to non-for-profit work because a lot of that's built off of community directly and how to serve them and you can get caught up in the politics you can get caught up in the goal and you just lose sight of who you built it for and who you're building it around mm. as well yeah I think there's the relationship that we're starting to see here is this relationship between contribution um, and or, or what you give you know, the service that you provide, the value that you add and what you're able to then take, mm -hmm. you know, the, the reward that then comes from that, the, you know, this give and take, all of these communities are built on this relationship of, I give to something, I believe in something, I give to the other people here. I'm not here just to take, mm -hmm. you know, but I also understand that through giving, I am getting value as well, mm -hmm. you know, and it's this idea of you build a network, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. an energy exchange. All of these things are about, I'm investing in something because I believe in it, because mm -hmm. I believe in this community, because I believe in the other people here. And I trust that through my investment, I will get the return mm -hmm. because that's what community is. Community yeah. is about this give and take. Yeah. Can I give a good example of this give and take principle? Was that camp four at the base of Yosemite or in the yeah. forest? Um, so a bunch of rock climbers, and this is spanning over decades too, and a lot of these senior, I still don't know yeah. how to use the word. It's <laughs> is it a noun? Is it, yeah. What is it? <laughs> yeah, they will span over, I think it's like from 10 to 60 years, a lot of the examples were, and they also like hitting after a crisis. Mm. And this crisis was in America after World War Two. Oh, sorry, not this crisis. This senior or this very niche rock climbing community that was illegally camping in, a, in an area um, had a lot of rock climbers going up Yosemite, which is a granite rock, and inspiring each other, giving ideas of how to go up this certain climb. And also back in the day, traditional climbing, you know, you had to take all your gear up with you. Mm. I'm sure mm. that they would have been setting the precedent of what you needed to actually mountaineer as well. Yeah. None of this fancy stuff. None of the, you know, what do they call them? Clips are in already. There's nothing. Yeah. You're just yeah. facing a wall and you're like, how am I going to get up there? Mm. But when the floods came through in 97, I think it was, it wiped out the camp. And it was, there's another funny quote was that from the outside, you'd never guess there was anything special about the place. Mm. It was obviously in a state of, you know, disarray or nothing special about it from the outside. But every, you know, climber that was in there was probably going up there every day. Mm. Had not, nothing but time mm. and that community. After the floods, some of the older members came back and then pitched to count or government and have now established it as a camp, a camp for, you can now go there and hire a spot yeah. to 
to it's go. It's like and park. heritage listed yeah. now. Yeah, because there was developers that wanted to build on it. They mm. wanted to put like some, um, a, like some apartmenty holiday <laughs> bunker things, cabins. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. looking for. <laughs> Apartment bunkers. <laughs> different. Buildings. Yeah, yeah, very different vibes. <laughs> very different. Yeah, different yeah we're vibes. going on holiday to stay in a bunker. <laughs> oh, like no, an apartment bunker. <laughs> yeah. it, it's tall, but it goes underground. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's still um, a campsite. Yeah, 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 and so they they lobbied the government and their heritage listed the site, mm. so you, they couldn't develop the area. And the other interesting thing about the um, camping community and the rock climbing community that was developed there was there was like there was a camp two and a camp four, mm. and the camp two was like closer to the base, and that was all about climbing and um, figuring out how to get up there and stuff. But the mm. camp four, they actually had schools because everyone was staying there. You'd have to bring all your gear and. Most of the rebels and stuff that mm. were out there climbing would stay there long term illegally, like you were talking about before. But they then spread their camp out and created infrastructure to support the people that were staying there long term and share mm. ideas, um, share methods, share gear. Like mm. so, it's it's interesting to think of that group and how it evolved from being like enthusiasts enjoying a community communal area and communal living situation to creating this organic senior group that is supporting the innovation around rock climbing and understanding that there's something here and figuring out okay well how can we support each other to stay here and mm. keep cultivating this culture mm. and living and breathing it all the time yeah What's also interesting, it's like it builds on one thing, you know, like it, this is this is something that existed across generations, mm. you know, and and it's like the more the, the more of a legacy it builds, the more of a relationship people build with this this site and this history and this community, mm. this sort of like senior, you know, just sort of builds upon itself until it's at a point where it. You know, like it actually has a power. Mm. It has a wealth of, yeah. of knowledge and energy and of history that, you know, cannot be, cannot be denied, cannot be developed on, mm. you know? And I think fundamentally what it is, is that it, Senius comes down to this idea that that community is a powerful force. Community is something that, you know, builds and informs culture. It is a way for us to express who we really are mm -hmm. and to find value and to give our value to a community. Because also, like, if we look at, as individuals, as young emerging artists that we all sort of, like, aspire to be, what we're looking for is a way to, like, give our unique gift to the world. Yeah. Yes. A way for us to give our unique gift and, be, and help foster other people's unique gifts. Yes. You know, and that, that requires a community. That requires the sense of seniors, this ability to be fully ourselves to communicate honestly and openly with like-minded people mm. and i think in a lot of ways you know like that's why we've we're really shifting our direction with crash this year yeah um is because you know we're looking at at the future of of art and the arts industry and then the sustainability of of this industry that we we want to be a part of and we and i think you know we see a need that or something that we really love to see for ourselves is 
is a community that exists both online and offline yeah. that is about bringing together artists from around the world where we can connect, we can reflect, we can learn from one another, we can inspire one another, we can grow together, mm. you know, and we can start to build something that is bigger than us that we can contribute, we can add value to, and we can get value from. Mm. That together we can rise up and we can stand on each other's shoulders to see further. Mm. And so... Elevating, like, stand living for future generations to come too. Exactly. Or like, figuring out what we're trying to figure out. Exactly. And, and like, we're, we, we, you know, like, one thing only I know, I know nothing. You know, like, <laughs> we, we, you know, like, we have no idea what we're doing. We're, yeah. you know, but, but I think one thing we've all agreed upon is, like, there's something happening in Web3 and this area of sort of like blockchain and, and the development of a new internet mm. um, that is going to offer an amazing array of opportunities for creators and creatives and artists and just curious people. Mm. And we, we really think that Crash can help, you know, build a space um, for like-minded individuals to come together to create, to benefit off one another and develop sustainable lifelong careers mm -hmm. and a sustainable lifelong community. Mm. Um, and, and our first step with that is our Discord. Mm. Um, I know we've plugged it a couple of times this episode. Um, just a we're, honestly, we're still figuring it out. <laughs> we're, we're just you know, getting this thing started. Yeah. But what we're really trying to do is you know, create a space for us to start to build, to learn from one another, to share resources and promote mm -hmm. you know, projects that, that we're working on, that you're working on, that we can collaborate on. Um, and look at ways to accelerate all of our impact together. Yes. Um, so if you are out there and you are listening and, and you're looking for something like that, um, please reach out to us or you can just head straight to the Discord link and jump in and we can, we can connect that way. Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably the best way to, to, to get, get a hold of us and, and be a part of this. It's something we're really committed to. We're working on a manifesto and a roadmap for, for what we see the future being sort of our ideas of it none of it's set in stone we're, we're trying to just kind of like play with it and see what happens mm. um but i think it's something that you, we're all really excited about contributing to and, and trying to to create for ourselves and for for a broader community mm. so maybe with that being said that maybe is a great spot to wrap up yeah today sure. yeah um unless anyone else has anything they want to throw out no no i think i think it's good yeah, as we, as we bring to wrap that up, I think I'd sort of flag one final quote that I think summarizes this idea of Senius. And actually, it actually is the larger quote around Zane's favorite quote. <laughs> but I think it really um, brings in everything we're talking about and what, you know, what Senius is all about. So it's from Kevin Kelly's article, um, which once again will be linked in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless self-promotion, never-ending. Nev we're not linking it anywhere else. No, it's the only spot to get it, straight in our Discord. So yeah, you if can't you go see directly it, to the article. No, you couldn't just look up Kevin it. Kelly, you know, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, but we will be adding value to these links by summarizing the information as yes. well. Yeah. So like every every day pretty much we're going in there, we're doing research, we're learning things and then we're posting it in the group. Mm -hmm. Um we're summarizing the information, we're trying to start conversations around it. Um so if if you are at all interested in that and you want to be a part of it, if you want to be a part of these early stages as we build, 
um, yeah, please jump down there and, and, and join us. And similarly with what we're talking about with Web3 um, and the innovation around how creatives can be involved in Web3, we will be looking at putting up some more content around that within the Discord as well and summaries and stuff. So if you are finding that it's a little bit too much information, a bit of an information overload, we are doing our best to understand it ourselves and then provide it to our community as well. So if you're looking for a creative's perspective on that as well, definitely that's a great place to start. Yeah, 100%. I think it's about access. Mm. We want to build a community of access, of empowering one another. And all of that comes back down to, to seniors. And as Kevin Kelly says, although many have tried many times, it is not really possible to command seniors into being. The best you can do is not kill it. When it pops up, don't crush it. When it starts rolling, don't formalize it. When it sparks, fan it. But don't move the seniors to better quarters. Try to keep accountants and architects and police and do-gooders away from it. Let it remain inefficient, wasteful, edgy, marginal, in the basement, downtown, in the burbs, in the hotel ballroom, on the fringes, out back. Thank you for listening to episode 22 of the Crash Creative Podcast. And we'll see you next week. See you there. See you there. Oh, monkey wedding. Monkey wedding. Monkey, monkey wedding. wedding. We've got to run off and do our, our final monkey wedding. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. better yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> head off and do that. Uh, <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.